Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, one and all. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday that God has decided to wake us up in. Guys, I have had a word in my spirit since yesterday, and I am grateful for it. I am grateful for what God has bestowed upon me. Um, He said in his word, and I posted it in the group this morning, that he wished, he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health as so your soul may, may prosper. And, you know, someone came along and I was telling him about what I had in my spirit, what was placed there in my spirit. And they said to me, that is God's wish for all of us. And it just brightened my day, it brightened my mood, it brightened my spirit. And I started to think about it in that way yesterday. I started to think about it, all the things that God wishes for us, everything that he did, wrapping himself up in flesh, and walking the earth, dying on that cross, having the Holy Spirit move inside of you. So I just want to usher him in this morning. And I want to just give him thanks. I want to give him praise for everything that he's doing in my life, in your life, as we know it, in this world that we go through today. So wherever you're sitting, laying, you know my motto. Whether you're sitting, laying, or standing, let's give God some praise right where you're at. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning humbly but boldly. We come boldly and humbly to the throne, Father God, casting all our cares upon you, Lord. Heavenly Father, whatever we do today, Father God, let us take your word with us. May the words of your daily bread be etched across the tables of our chest, across the tables of our heart. May we go forth today and let our light shine for you, Father God, for you, our gracious Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, you said to me in your word that he who dwells in a secret place, in his secret place, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a gift that you gave to us all. That you are our refuge. You are our fortress, Lord. And I just thank you this morning. I thank you this morning, Father God, for sending your only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I thank you, Lord, for the will, for it being your will. I can do nothing in my name, Lord, But I know, God, that everything can be done in your name. And Heavenly Father, we just lift you up this morning. We just bless and magnify your name because you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah to your name. We just bless your name this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy because we know that is new every single day, Father God. We thank you for every working limb, every working organ, Heavenly Father, we thank you for having a heart for you, Lord, for putting our trust 
and our faith in you, Lord, knowing that we can do nothing. We just bless your name this morning, Lord. We just bless your name right now this morning, Lord. Heavenly Father, empty of us, of ourselves, and deposit more of you on the inside of us, Lord. And all things that we do, Father God, let us turn from our wicked ways. Let us turn back to you, O Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, give us a word today, Father God, that'll be etched across the tables of our heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fellowship this morning, Father God. Lord, your presence stand in the midst, Father God, and you give us insight, wisdom, and understanding. As you said in your word, make wisdom our sister and understanding our next to him. And we just thank you this morning for breathing your breath into our bodies on this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen, guys. So listen, guys, we're going to head on back over to Numbers. We're going to start at Numbers chapter 20. We just came out of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1st. Chapter 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's a small book. If you missed it, go ahead on over and read it for yourselves. Get in God's word. Let it be etched across your heart. You know, he has something for all of us. My favorite psalm is Psalm 91. Because it tells me, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God, and him I trust. Trust that everything that God does is for our perfect will. And he will come along and give the increase. He will etch his words across the tables of your heart each and every day that you seek him diligently. He said, let your light light shine before men that they may see the good works in you and glorify your heavenly father. So as we move on into numbers, I kind of skipped over chapter 19 and it was for a purpose. You know, you can go back and read it for yourself. I wanted to get to chapter 20. But Numbers 19, it pretty much, after everything that God had done for the people and uh, Kohath and the people, his 250 men, rose up against God, um, he put, again, a set of rules into place in chapter 19 for the priests, for the people, And you can go over and read that for yourself. I encourage you to follow me um, in the word. So today we're going to go over to numbers and it it pretty much is self-explanatory, but I have a point at the end of this. God has given me something today uh, that just filled my spirit. It filled my soul. The children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zion. And in the first month, And the people stayed in Kadesh. 
and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Here these people go again, guys. Here they go again. In their own way, as much as as, as much as we can be sometimes. Get in our own way. Get in our own head. But as I said at the beginning of the show, God wishes above all things that we prosper and be in good health. Everything that he's given us are gifts. Can you imagine God just dancing in heaven for all the things that he wished for you? And he still provided for his people. All the grumbling, all the complaining coming out of Egypt, all the miracles and signs, they still grumbling. And I said it before and I said it again, I can't imagine as we do today, we want to see, feel, and touch things. God going before me in a cloud and moving before me in a ball of fire to guide and direct my paths as they had in the Old Testament. But he moves on to say that, you know, Miriam died and was buried there. So one of the siblings is gone of Moses. And they contended with him. And they asked him, why have you brought us up to a symbol of the Lord into this wilderness that we may and our animals shall die here? And what I have, why have you made us come out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of the meeting, and they fell on their faces when the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod you and your brother Aaron gathered. Gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered their assembly together before the rock and said to them, Hear now, rebels, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with the rod, and water came out abundantly. And the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord and he was hallowed among them. Now Moses sent his messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, you know all the hardships that has befallen us and how our father went down to Egypt and dwelled in in Egypt a long time. And the Egyptians afflicted us and our fathers. 
When we cried out to the Lord, he heard our voices and sent the angel and brought us up out of Egypt. Now here we are in Kadesh, a city of edge of your border. Please let us pass through your country. We will not pass through fields, vineyards, nor will we drink water from the wells. We will drink water from, nor will we drink waters from the wells. We will go along the king's highway and we will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. Then Edom said to him, you shall not pass through my land. Bless you lest I come out with the sword against you. So the children of Israel said to him, we will go by the highway. And if I or my livestock drink any of your water, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on, the fo- on foot, nothing more. Then he said, you shall, come pa- you shall not come through. So Edom came out against him with many men with a strong hand. Thus, Edom refused to give Israel passage through their territory, so Israel turned away from him. Now the children of Israel, the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the border of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land which I have given to the children of Israel. Because you rebelled against my word at the water of Maribal. Take Aaron and Eliezer, his son, and bring them up to Mount Hor and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eliezer, his son. For Aaron shall be gathered to his people and die there. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. And they went up to the Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eliezer, his son. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eliezer came down from the mountain. Now when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they all, all the house of Israel mourned for Aaron 30 days. And... My point to all of that is just this. You know, God specifically said one thing. He told Moses and Aaron to take the rod and gather the congregation, speak to the rock, before their eyes, and it will yield water. He didn't say strike. He said, speak to the rock. He didn't say strike. He said, speak to the rock. But Moses got angry. Much as we do today in some things that we go through. In this specific chapter, Numbers chapter 20, We lost Miriam in the beginning. God stripped Aaron. And he gave his priesthood to his son, Eliezer. With that, 
being said. That's where disobedience come into play. Being disobedient to the things that God gives you. And you have to be obedient to the things that the Lord gives you. We have to humble ourselves because he knows best. He knows what he's willed for our lives. We get in our own way most of the time because we think we know it all. But when you're walking with your heavenly father, Jesus Christ, he knows best. I was reminded today in the conversation that I had with my newfound sister, Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia, for your conversation and your words of wisdom. We all need help in this thing. We all need help. The assembly of God's children, us. Understanding. He'll bring people into your life to give you a message, to help you with something. Never discount God's plan for you. No, Never get above yourself and so far ahead of yourself that you discount God's plans for you. And I said that Because as we go along in my commentary, and it starts to break down the word of God, Numbers chapter 20, it tells us just that. And I read through it last night. Some of it I knew, some of it is, you know, new to me. And it says in my commentary, there is no indication of it in this verse, but the first month refers here to the actual 40th year in Israel. So it stopped to make me think that Miriam, Aaron, and Moses have been encouraging, leading the people as God leads them in the order it should go. God leads you. If you're the head of the household, if you have a husband, the husband is the head of the household and then the wife and the children. But God is first. So God was always there first. Leading his people, having conversations with Moses. And they get all the way to the 40th year. Miriam dies. And then God tells Aaron and Moses, you won't get to see the land in which I've given you. So, it says, this means the sentence God pronounced on Moses' generation had been served. A three days travel, 40 years in the wilderness because of disobedience, grumbling and complaining to no avail. Aaron died in the 40th year and his death was recorded 2022-27. My commentary also tells me that God has no one from the generation other than Joshua and Caleb that would enter into the land of Canaan. 
Sadly, that included Aaron, Miriam, and even Moses. The nation was back in Kadesh, where they had rebelled against the Lord and refused to take the promised land, to take his promise. Miriam died and was buried there. We also know, unfortunately, that in this nation, it says, we tend to grumble and complain as they grumbled and complained. It, it, It went on and on and on the whole time that God brought them out of Egypt. They complained and complained and complained and complained. We should have died in Egypt. Oh, God brought us out here. Well, they said Moses. Moses brought us out here to die. Moses was only doing what he was instructed to do by a heavenly father. But they continued to complain, which I can imagine. Just imagine being with a group of people that grumbled and complained all the time for 40 years. And even though God is showing them his wonderful power, his splendor, his grace, and his mercy. They still complain that he's showing them. You know, all of us know that scripture. Now by faith, it is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. So that tells me right there, by faith, Faith and hope goes together. And I may not see everything. But I got to put my trust solely in God. Solely in God. Stop trusting what I think and what I think I know. But trust solely in God. This generation, the people that he called his sons... They didn't do that. Us, his people, today, we're still not doing that. Some of us have to choose my words carefully, especially when you're out in the public eye. But Moses, Aaron, Miriam, all the work that they had done for the Lord, you can look at it as two ways. They didn't get to the promised land, the land that God had promised them. Moses got so upset, he struck the rock twice instead of doing what God said to do, which was to speak to the rock. He was disobedient. And God told him, because you rebelled against me, you and Aaron, you won't see the promised land. You know, in his frustration, and I can imagine there were many times that he was frustrated, he acted out of anger. And my commentary tells me, note to self, he didn't act out his anger in the direction of God. He didn't place his anger in the direction of God. 
but he acted out his anger and frustration because of the people and the task that God had placed on him. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. And he said to them, must we bring water out of this rock for you? And then he raised his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff. My commentary also tells me, don't miss what might at first seem to be only a minor breach of obedience here. Moses totally failed to obey the Lord, striking the rock instead of speaking to it. And equally jarring are his words. He publicly attributed to his own efforts the authority that should have belonged to God alone. The the result will be disastrous from God's servants, particularly because of the high spiritual position and the consequences of his sins will be grave indeed. The people got their requested refreshment, but Moses and Aaron lost the opportunity to enter into the promised land. All this time, going with the people, And he lost what God had promised. They lost their opportunity to see what God had promised them. Let that not be you or me. And I'll say it as it applies to me. I don't want that to be me, losing the opportunity that God has for me because of my disobedience. And we live in a world right now where we have opposition coming from the left, the right, the front, the back. We're trying so hard to be obedient, be a good servant of God. But we have to rightly divide that word of God. And that means living by the word. And I said, I'll probably be saying this for the rest of this year and the rest of my life to people that come to me. Don't fashion yourself after people. Fashion yourself after the word. Because that's where you'll get that wisdom, that understanding. You'll start to fall in line with the obedience, but the trust and the faith, the trials, builds the endurance. The endurance builds faith. And anything that God does in our lives, it's not going to look like what we expect it to look like. These people grumbled and complained. Moses got angry. He struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Maybe because he was just that angry. But it took away what God was trying to do. And that was to glorify him. God is a jealous God. He don't want you to put nothing or anyone before him. That includes your heart desires. If we learn nothing here, 
we learn that pray as you might. But being obedient and having faith and trusting God, knowing that he knows every single detail that he has planned for your life. Believe that in all things that you do. You don't need to go to a psychic. You don't need to go get tarot card readings. You need to believe and trust that God puts you here for a purpose. And whatever he's willed for your life, it will be done. But obedience is better than sacrifice. And he shows this right here as much in the beginning when Moses came on the scene. He told Miriam and Aaron when he found them talking behind Moses' back. Moses being a humble man, he didn't say anything, but God told Moses, go get Miriam and Aaron. And he said to them, he said, you know, in a nutshell, why were you not scared to talk about my friend behind his back? He said, prophets, I come in to give prophecy in dreams. But Moses is my friend. That's what he said. So the friendship that Moses had with our Heavenly Father, he wasn't exempt. He wasn't exempt from not being able to go into the land of milk and honey, into the land that God promised them because of his disobedience. I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be you. He did say in his word, those that have ears, let them hear. He does give us a discerning spirit. If you call out to him, he'll direct your path. He said he was. He's not a man that he should lie. But obedience, be obedient to that thing that God whispers to you. Because here, as much as he loved Moses, Moses didn't get the opportunity to see the finished works. I want to see the finished works that God has for me. Peace and blessings to you all. I hope you enjoyed the show today. May it meditate on your heart. May it give you something to meditate on. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. God is waiting with open arms to be a part of your life. All you got to do is walk into him. He'll meet you right where you're at. He's waiting for you to just call out his name. Just throw up your hands. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to overthink it like your girl, Victoria J. Just throw up your hands because I get in my own way sometimes and I have to go back and be reminded to throw up my hands and trust God. Trust what he's willed for my life. If you do nothing else today, let him give you a word. 
whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're seeking, and speak it. Speak those things out of your mouth. You got to speak it out of your mouth. Speak God's word out of your mouth. Speak your future out of your mouth and see what he does for you. Peace and blessings to you all until Friday. Uh, Don't forget, guys, we have a special guest coming on, a special edition of Morning Inspirations on Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Pastor Keith, he's a wonderful family friend, and I asked him a couple months ago to come on to the show, and he graciously accepted. I just had to get my ducks in a row over here, as well as St. Paul Outreach Center, guys, is coming to town. Those of you that are local, those of you that are local, shouts out to Chronicles of a Virgo. Thank you for joining us, Miss Shakita from Chronicles of Virgo. That's my Virgo twin. That's my sis in Christ, guys. Head on over to her show as well. She has a lot of great information, a lot of great guests on. Uh, I think she's been crowned the queen of mental health, and rightly so. She's awesome. Her show is awesome. You guys check her out. Um, but don't forget that Outreach, St. Paul Outreach Center is coming to town with our very own Bishop Walter Anderson out of Virginia, Chatham, Virginia. Special guest, keynote speaker will be Dr. Bishop Arthur West out of Georgia. We got some other guest speakers coming out of Virginia, Atlanta, Virginia. You don't want to miss it right here in the state of North Carolina at the downtown Marriott Center downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They have asked your girl to emcee this special event for them. And I am honored. And as you guys know, my regular people know, I always say I can't talk, but you know, I'm believing God to do what he's going to do, have his way in my life that day. Give me the voice of Aaron. Remember guys, Moses told uh, God when he came and called on him and said, you know, I want you to lead my people out of Egypt. Moses was like, no, 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 I can't speak. I stutter. God said, that's okay. Where your brother Aaron at? I'll let him be your mouthpiece. So I believe in God for that, guys. You guys come on out and join us if you're locally. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. We have an outpour of people that's already gearing up and getting their hotel and their rides in the town. The event is free that Friday and Saturday, August 9th and 10th. And I know some of you probably saying that's a bit early to be uh, announcing it, but these months are rolling in and out. And I did promise the St. Paul Outreach Center that I would start promoting it at the beginning of the year. So I am doing just that. And if you are listening to me by audio and you want to come and enjoy the event, I'll put all the information in our show notes in the next months to come, probably start about May or June and put it in our show notes. It's a leadership conference. You definitely going to want to be there. Thank you all. Peace and blessings to you. I know we ran over a little bit today, but we letting the Holy Spirit have his way over here at 12th Street Talk Back. We got some amazing guests coming up for y'all in the month of February, every Friday morning. We're going to start off with prayer, but we have some guests that loves God, that has a story to share a community. We're building a community 
over here to uplift, to uplift the people. The rams in the bush, we coming out, y'all. We letting God use us in any areas that he sees fit. Until Friday. Yes, 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 yes.